This is the Comstock Report Podcast. We are strong advocates for the American family farm and your top source for the agriculture markets. And now, here's your host, David Cruz. This is David Cruz with the Comstock Report. Big Kahuna Day is this Thursday with USDA planted acreage and quarterly stocks reports. Relative to March planting intentions, the pre-report trade estimate is looking for a small increase in corn acres, 370,000, offset by a small decrease in soybean acres, 509,000 in Thursday's planted acreage report. The trade is simply going with what has been the dominant statistical trends for corn and soybean planted acres from intentions. The trade expects higher corn acreage based on the supposition that USDA understated intentions and that there is typically an increase in corn acreage from intentions to actual planted acreage. Frankly, I would expect it to be the other way around. While there were other reasons for farmers to have passed on planting corn this time, such as planting delays in the south, floods in the Dakotas and Minnesota, along with less corn-on-corn planted wherever they typically plant corn-on-corn, corn planting in general was delayed two to three weeks in prime corn-growing regions. When the crop goes in early under good conditions, farmers tend to plant more corn. That was not really the case this year. For the anecdotal narrative here in northwest Iowa, the story was fewer corn-on-corn acres because of the high cost of fertilizer, concern over drought and rootworm issues. So it means make nitrogen for the corn following in rotation. Those that told me that was what they were going to do followed through with their planting intentions by my observation. I expect that there will be all the double crop soybeans planted that they can get in the ground, as wheat followed by soybeans would be a grand slam home run if they can get production. Some farmers in the flooded Dakotas and Minnesota stuck with corn planting late, but used very early lower yielding varieties. They fear having to run the corn dryer next fall. Propane is not cheap either. The narratives gleaned from around the country told stories of where corn acres were being lost for various reasons. I looked hard to try to find areas where this was being offset and could not come up with them. It would appear to me that from the pre-trade estimates for corn and soybean acres, that it is being set up to be friendly for corn and negative for soybeans. The trade looks for total planted acres to decline by 400,000 to 253.8 million. The small change doesn't reflect any great expectation that farmers took prevent planting in North Dakota. The acres in conservation programs are there because they are marginal acres. That means the high costs and variable yields make farming them risky. Farmers in general are not convinced that high prices will stick around, but they fear that high costs will. As to other crops, we thought that given high fertilizer costs and extreme drought in the Plains states, that farmers would go with sorghum. The trade looks for 272,000 more acres of sorghum to have been planted, compared to March intentions up about 4%. In observation, many who thought that they knew what quarterly stocks would be in these reports have been re-educated by USDA. I would not profess to know any more than the trade knows, and I am not confident that they know much either. There are many paths that can be taken to come to a conclusion on stocks, and USDA often takes the one no one saw coming. Counting stocks would seem pretty straightforward, but estimating consumption is less so, given the interpretation in creative accounting. The Biden administration is fighting inflation, so tighter stocks would be contrary to their interests. There are many contributors to usage, and USDA decides what to give weight to. There's also a residual number that they keep in their back pocket. 
They even used stocks reports to correct inaccurate production estimates from the year before. The trade looks for corn stocks of 3.343 billion bushel, up 232 million over last year. Basis levels and end-user interest suggest tight stocks. According to the Census Bureau, the USDA has understated corn exports. They missed some sales going to Mexico and Canada. Canadian corn demand has changed the basis for corn to the positive in North Dakota, as state is also where the biggest planted acreage subtraction should have occurred. Ethanol crush margins have been positive for the entire corn price rally. Up until now, cattle feed lots at a record number on feed for June were bulging with feeders forced on feed by the drought. And hog producers were making up for fewer numbers by utilizing finishing barn capacity, extending feeding periods, resulting in heavier weights. Feed consumption should not have suffered much. Bears point out how planting progress caught up. It ought to have by now. That doesn't change the fact that planting was two to three weeks late, which will result in higher moisture at harvest. That will extend the old crop demand season before new crop is available. You've been listening to the Comstock Report. For more information on marketing opportunities, contact us at Comstock.com or call 712-260-1110. For a more complete version of the Comstock Report with hedging strategies and trade recommendations, subscribe on our website at Comstock.com or reach out to one of our risk management specialists about how we can help you protect your profits. 